Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Miles and this is Miles from Qualified. All right, we are rolling. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Miles from Qualified. And look, like I told you, I have a special guest on today, <laughs> my first guest, and uh, my man Brandon. So, what's going it's on, funny. everybody? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's funny because I'm going to get into a little bit about your story, learn a little bit about mm-hmm. you, yeah. but it's not even just for the audience to mm-hmm. learn a little bit about you it's actually for me like you and i we don't really know each other that well i know i know man like we just hooked up on facebook one day and that's it Sharon, do you remember how and i don't even remember how all i, I know is i, I remember like something how on yours and you like something <laughs> on mine and yeah. it may have to, I, I have no idea i can't remember you tell me tell how T- tell me how <laughs> tell me how i'm ready to I'm hear. tell you so this is pretty wild and it's just, okay. it's crazy to see how God works, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, this was, ah, man, this has got to be maybe up to maybe two years ago. I don't know. It's been a while since we've been friends on Facebook. Yeah. Year and a half, two years, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because we were actually in a, uh, in a, in like a Christian meme group on Facebook. Not the one that you created. <laughs> you created one, right? Well, well, there's a story behind that. But go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Go I'll ahead. let I'll you get sh- to that. So, yeah, we, like, I just, I just kind of jumped on this Facebook group uh, with Christian memes, and you know, was mm-hmm. enjoying the the entertainment throughout the day. Yeah. And you had posted one on there, mm-hmm. and then you also posted something like a link to uh, one of your one of your music, like your YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. And you had a new song out or something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I jumped on that. I listened to it. Uh, I thought it was fire. I decided like I'm gonna reach out to him. Just <laughs> I let appreciate him know. you, man. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. let him know. And uh, so I reached out to you on Facebook and I told you, and then we just became friends on mm-hmm. their uh, acquaintances, really didn't even know you. Yep, yep. And then uh, I shared that with a couple other people. And then I just kind of like every now and then you would pop up, uh, you know, on my feed, different things. And then uh, I think at one point, uh, actually, I don't think I know. I tried to recruit you like two times <laughs> into my network marketing business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. So Man, my wife and I were pretty heavy into uh, working all the time. Man, that was a huge busy season for me, man. Yeah, we were we were pretty heavy in network marketing. And I'm like, man, I'd love to have this guy on our team. I'll show him what it's all about. See what happens. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out, but that's all right, you know. And so uh, God had a, be- a better plan and better purpose. See, we here right. now. Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and it led us all to to this point. And really, mm-hmm. what people don't know, and I'll tell them, is that. Uh, the intro music mm-hmm. or the song, the mix that that brings in this podcast, this this tube cast, whatever it is, is yeah. I got YouTube po- uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, and then and then um, takes it out. You mix that for me. Like I, I just reached out one day and I thought, as yeah. I'm putting this together, I, I don't know what it was. I'm like, I'm just gonna reach out to him to see if he'll do this it's for me. I don't even know him. He doesn't know me. It's crazy how God's God works because I was already in here in the studio. You reached out to me. I was like, okay, well. You know, I hope he finds something. Then God spoke to me and was like, "No, you need to do something. You need to do something." You know, I'm 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 ma- I'm making it available for you to serve an, mm-hmm. a, another Christian brother. So I was like, "Okay, God, I'll be obedient." I was like, "Hey, okay, give me 20 minutes." I re- and it's crazy because I already had a beat that I never used. I made it, mixed it down, and everything, but I just never used it. And God was like, "That one right there," and I was like, "Oh." I don't want to get it's, that one it's away. It's nice too. You know, it's it was, real nice. I, God, God was like, "No, you need to, you need to give him this one." I was like, "Okay, God, cool." Did what I did and sent it to you, man. I just want to be, uh, I just want to just live a life of obedience, man. So that hey, it just God did that, man. So I, I give glory and praise to Him for being able to use me as a vessel to be able to help you, man. So I'm, I'm glad that it helped, man. Man, and, I, and I'm and i so grateful and thankful for that because it is like every time I just hear that, it just seems like it fits so well, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I love it. So, you know, thank you for that. No problem. So anytime, it's anytime. weird how we get called together over a period of time, a year, yep. year and a half, two years, just to lead up to this moment where we're actually meeting for the first time mm-hmm. kind of face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And, and talking it out as brothers in Christ. Yeah, I love it. Man, it's amazing, man. 
it's amazing. So why don't you why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? You're for, you guys live in in what Georgia, right? We live in Georgia. We live in Jefferson, Georgia, which is like, um, well, I'm from Gainesville, Georgia, but right now I live in Jefferson, Georgia. Been in Jefferson, Georgia for about uh, 12 years. My wife is from Jefferson, Georgia. If nobody really knows, you know, where uh, Jefferson, Georgia is, man, we 15 minutes from Athens. But okay. see, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan. So, you know, on, on Saturdays, the main the main road that goes to, to Athens it's, it's, it's packed, but I'm always wearing my Alabama gear. And, mm. uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm from Gainesville, Georgia, which is 15 minutes the opposite way. Just um, uh, 45 minutes north of Atlanta. So um, okay. I'm from Gainesville and grew up in a dysfunctional home, you know, growing up, you know, was very religious. It was more traditional, not really having a foundation in Christ and being taught how to walk that out. My mom, she served in the military for four years and um, had to stay with my grandparents uh, growing up. My dad was not really in my life like that. He was in and out, you know, a lot in my life. And that kind of shaped, you know, um, I thought that had shaped my identity, but God um, later down the years, as I became a teenager, God just really wrecked, you know, my mindset and just, you know, changed the, traje the trajectory of the whole scenario because um, I've been through a lot of things in my life, um, you know, growing up around grandparents. They real old school. They old school. They just work the nine to five. Yeah. They give you all the candy that you want. Right. Uh, you can go to bed without brushing your teeth. I mean, just grandparents sometimes spoil you to the, to the point to where it's not good for you at all. It's not. Uh, so, you know, going to going swimming every summer, you know, staying, you know, going in when the pool opens at one, leaving at eight o'clock at night, being mm. just crispy burnt. I mean, yep. just... It was just crazy, man. But see, my grandparents weren't really the Christian faith people. They went to church, but they <clears throat> didn't have an identity in Christ. And so, you know, um, when I was uh, five years old, you know, there, there, a family member uh, for four years, you know, sexually, um, you know, molested me. And mm. that that really hurt me. You know, that really hurt me. And it kind of grew with me throughout school. And high school, middle school, and high school kind of, you know, put some anxiety and depression, didn't know who to talk to, kind of affected my schoolwork. Um, but when I got to high school, I was struggling a lot. Could have been great at sports and everything like that. But, you know, I thank God that, you know, I had to go through what I had to go through, you know, because, um, you know, I didn't graduate high school because I, you know, I got to 12th grade and I decided when I was 18, you know, um, let me back up a little bit. My mom met my stepdad when I was seven. And so my stepdad, um, it, it, you know, uh, if you see this, it, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this now. If he sees this, I love you. And, you know, we, we've, we've already made it amends. But, you know, um, when, when my mom met my stepdad, you know, was an alcoholic and, mm. you know, and you know, on, uh, doing different stuff, man, you know, and, you know, I've already been hurt, you know, sexually by, by, by a family member. And then my dad, my real dad, not being in, being there. And then my mom getting there, you know, getting with my stepdad, it was just, too, it was a lot going on yeah. in my household. And so when I got 18, it got out of control and it, the household was crazy. But my mom did have my little brother um, when I was 11. And being 11 years apart from my, from my, my younger brother, man, it's, it's almost like my, my, my son almost. Because mm -hmm. when I was 16, he was riding the bus with me going to the elementary school. So, it, it, you know, he's 23 now. He done moved to L.A. He want to be a famous YouTuber. All right. I, told, I told him, hey, you don't have no wife, no kids, go pursue your dreams. But mm -hmm. um, when I when I was 18, um, got into an altercation with my stepdad and, 
you know, um, instead of being, I, I didn't have no foundation in Christ, didn't really have a relationship with him like that. So I, I wanted to take matters into my own hands, thinking that I was grown. And so I ended up, you know, running away from home, moved to Alabama with 50 bucks in my pocket at the age of 18. Man. And just, you know, trying to search this, you know, trying to find my place in this thing called life. And I, I got out there. I had it in my mind that, you know, I'm going to get my GED, go to college, make something of myself and just break some generational curses. Yeah. So, but I didn't have Christ at the time. It's crazy. So crazy how God works because the minute I get to Alabama, I meet a female, um, started dating for maybe three months and I got her pregnant, got her pregnant out of state. And you know, I'm just sharing this because I know somebody out there, you know, thinking, you know, maybe my story can help somebody. Absolutely. So I'm, try I'm trying to make it quick, but. No, man, you're good. You're good. But, uh, I mean, and I appreciate the, the vulnerable oh, story. Yeah, man. And, and, because, and, um, but it tells a story, but it, does, it tells how God, you know, uses different things in our lives. And he has this mm, path for us that we don't realize yeah. at the time. And that plan is so much bigger than what we oh, can man. comprehend. Man, and it just so, but go ahead. It's so, it's so wild, man, because um, when that happened, I was like, man, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, I haven't had, I don't have, I haven't had things figured out, you know, just moved here. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get me a job. Because when I got there, I didn't have a job. I was looking for a job and got her pregnant, um, trying to find a job. And crazy thing about this is I get a job at, Panera Bread. Shout out to my man, um, Mike Holland, man. Um, I'm going to send this to him. All because, right, yeah. Because um, Mike Mike was a he was a pastor in Alabama. I think he moved now, but I still have him on Facebook still to this day. Um, I would come to work every day at the age of 19. Uh, my girlfriend's pregnant. You know, um, my, my grandfather back home is in the hospital. I'm just going through life, you know, trying mm -hmm. to trying to cope with all these different situations and circumstances. But man, my 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 boss, my my, my the store manager at Panera Bread, every day I would come in, he was just he was just say something about Jesus. Like, and at first I was like, man, I don't want I don't want to know about that, man. Like, I'm trying to get me a paycheck, and you know, I'm in this situation, and I started sharing with him how I got to Alabama because we sat down and talked about, you know, that I'm not from Alabama. That's how the conversation started. One night, he was like, come in my office. And man, I can tell you, man, he pulled out his Bible at the end of the, at the, end of the shift. He pulled mm. out his Bible and just was like sharing the gospel with me, man. And I got saved right there in, in, in the office. In Panera Bread. In Panera Bread in 2007, man. That's amazing. And from there, man, like God kind of like shifted everything mm -hmm. in, in my plans. And, you know, my girlfriend had um, had my son when I was uh, 20. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting plugged in in my church in Alabama, still out of state. Um, I'm, 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 but what really led me, well, I guess you're going to ask me what led me to the music. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, you're going right down through all my questions. I don't even have to ask the question. <laughs> covering it all, right? Yeah, man. So I just started. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I started serving in my church, and you know, going to men's Bible studies, just growing in the Word. He actually gave me a Bible, a study Bible. Man, I was just getting into the Word and just growing, you know, as a new as a new believer. Then, then um, in 2008, when economy hit lost my job and so when I lost my job God told me you need to go back home I have mm. a plan and I have a purpose for you and so um, I moved my girlfriend down here at the time um, to, uh, to Georgia uh, stay with uh, my grandma's sister she's like a, another mom to me as well so um, and then we get here in, in, in 2009 we get here beginning of 2009 she stayed for maybe one or two months and while I was at work she took my son back to Alabama 
And at that point, I was like, God, you know, I done gave my life to you. I done did this. I done did that. And this is what I don't know. I don't understand it. And, you know, still to this day, you know, my, my son's mom, she she had she she's married. She has two other kids with my son. I call and I text my son every day, FaceTime him every night, get all summer, Thanksgiving and Christmas, because you know, I didn't want to my mistakes to define me. I didn't yeah. want, you know, because I know what it's like having a dad that lives three blocks down the road from you and not even speak a word to you. Yeah, like, might as well live a thousand miles away, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, at the end of the same, well, six months later, I meet my wife. You know, she's in the other room in there watching my, my, my baby boy. They, I don't know what they're watching, but uh, <laughs> he, he has it on something. I don't know. Something on YouTube. I don't know. He has, yeah. he has, he has like his tablet. He's figured out how to, he's figured out how to, uh, sync the tv with the 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 tablet how old is he he's he's eight (laughs) all right so i meet my wife six months later and um it's just been great ever since and um i'm gonna share i'm gonna share more i'm gonna share more but that's just kind of like my backstory no that's good man I'll tell I, you I, the first, yeah, the first question. I'm gonna move this light. I'm like burning my you eyes good, out. You good? Here, hold on. Let me just see if this is any better. Because, whoo, that was like man. Me I just I, it's my fault because I'm, I'm I'm taking I'm taking over all this time. No, like, this is your time. You're my guest. I know, right? I know, but I, I I feel like man, he just I'm no, just. It started off as a question. Then I was. It's like when somebody asked me about my story. I feel like my my story should be in a book which I have it on my vision board and I'm praying. It's powerful. Bed, but yeah, man. So, and a lot of people live that too, but they don't want to come out and talk about it yeah, or they're afraid yeah. or they don't know Jesus. So they don't know how to escape it. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was my, it's funny. My first question was going to be, you know, did you grow up in a Christian home or did faith come <laughs> to you later in life? I think you it answered that, right? <laughs> for me it came, um, because yeah. for me, I didn't grow up in a Christian home mm-hmm. at all. Like I, yeah. I, I always felt that there was a, a level of faith or belief of some kind within my parents, but mm. we didn't go to church. You know, we didn't pray. I don't, I don't even think we went to church yeah. on like holidays when most people go to church, right? Mm-hmm. Easter and, mm-hmm. and Christmas Eve or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that foundation was not there. Mm-mm. And, but I always kind of felt something, you know, that I wanted mm-hmm. to, there was points in my life I can look back and I can feel like there was something there within me. Right. But I never, I never pursued anything. I didn't go to church. I kind of, just did my own thing. I was just, you know, whatever, living my life. And um, I, I, it wasn't until uh, I met my wife. Mm. Now we've been married. She's going to, I'm not going to get this wrong because I, I know when we were married, but I got to do math. So I think we're at 13 <laughs> she's going right? to, she's going to go back and watch this. So you better no, get no, it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> May 8th, 2011. So what is that? Like, there you we're, go. we're like going on 13 years or something. And, um, uh, it, it's all a blur after a while. We've been together for a while now. So y'all got married in 2009? 11. 2011. 2011. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was, um, it wasn't until I met her because mm-hmm. her, her parents uh, have great faith. And we went, mm-hmm. you know, we started going to their church and this mm-hmm. was the first time I've been in church in a long time. Yeah. And then I got, uh, I got saved in their church during, during a revival meeting, you know, evangelist came in and, um, you know, I got, it's just something hit me in that moment, but I'll tell you, even then, because this was going back probably before we were, we were married and, you know, a lot of people, this is something I think about a lot. A lot of people know the exact like date that they got saved. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't know if I can pinpoint that because I knew when it, it was in, it was in July. I know the month because I know when the revival happened. Mm-hmm. But all I can tell you was something changed for me that day, but not in a way, not a drastic way, because it still took time for that to build up. It wasn't until recently Mm. where I really started to feel the presence of the Lord, where I really started to feel a new direction, where all the things that I used to like of the world, I no longer like. You know what I mean? Like You know, sometimes, you know, that 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 process of sanctification. Yeah. Sometimes you may not even feel the presence of God, 
but the whole time the presence of God was upon your life. Yep. And it probably took a couple of years, but now you at this season where you can you can sense the, the Holy Spirit presence. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it happened, and I'll tell this story because a lot of people know it. It's not like I'm telling any a secret or anything. My wife, she went through a, a really bad battle uh with Lyme disease. We were at, we, it, this was, uh, man, what are we, three or four years removed from this now? Um, but we were at a Matthew West concert. Mm-hmm. All right. At a, at a, I love at a Matthew fair. West. I love Me him. too, man. He's, he's my I favorite. And actually, that concert, my son uh, held up a sign, you know, my first Matthew West concert. Matthew called him now, up on stage. Now, he does, he does have the song called Emotions, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love that song. I love Me it. Me too. Yep. So he got my son up on stage. Now, my son at the time was terrified. So I went up there with him. And he's like burying his head in my shoulder. But we're on stage with Matthew West. Like, we're having a great night. Mm-hmm. The next morning, my wife could not get off our bedroom floor. Like, she wow. couldn't move. She was to the point where she was so fatigued. I carried her to the car. Uh, I drove her uh, yeah. to the hospital halfway there. I had to call an ambulance to meet us. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I won't go into all the details, but I'll say mm-hmm. is it went on for months and initially, the first few weeks, it was like, I didn't know if I was ever going to have my wife the same way again. Like, at one wow. point, I was afraid of losing her. At another point, I was wow. afraid she was never going to be the same. And then, fast forward, she's more healthy now than ever. Praise she's God. helped so many people because of what she went through. She's Praise at a God. whole new stage of her life. And you look back and you just see that that was God's work. Like, he's yeah. using these moments that are that are in the in the moment that you're living it feel tra- tragic or overwhelming but then you realize that there that was leading you to a whole other space where you're stronger you're better you're more full of faith and in, in, in life and uh and you're helping people and you're just you're in a better place and i think it was in those moments where i started to really see god working in our life in, in the and, valley uh, in the valley man that's right in, in the valley that's when we that's when god you know, stretches our faith. He, he, he strengthens our, our character. Mm-hmm. And we, we sometimes question if he's there or not. And sometimes right. God will, sometimes, sometimes God will, will be quiet while, while you're in the valley. He just needs you to keep plowing and plowing right. and keep, and keep reading your word and keep praying. And to us, it seems like, man, God is not speaking to me. He's not coming through. Mm-hmm. But he always comes through right on time. You know, and even though we in that verse, you know, I can do all things in Christ. It talks about that before that verse. It talks about being in the highs and the lows, knowing what it's like to be, be, be full and be hungry and be at the top and be at the bottom. So Mm -hmm. in all things, you're content because you know that no matter the valley that you're in, God's there and he's going to lead you through it. So, you know, and I, and I, and I'm learning that more and more now uh, than ever. And I think that that's what really has been pressed on me. So yeah, I didn't grow up in a, a Christian home and, and faith, you know, I found Jesus later in life. Um, but that was all part of the plan, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, all part of so the yeah. Plan. Why don't you, why don't you tell me a little bit about your music? Like how'd you get involved? Was it always, <laughs> was it always, uh, uh, Christian music or was it secular um, at first? I mean, how did you get into the music scene yourself? Well, I have I have two two older cousins um, on my dad's side of the family, my biological dad's side of the family. I have two older cousins that they do music, do DJ events, and you know produce you know beats and stuff like that. So at a at a young age, you know, um, they were like my role models. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it was about music, but you know, I would go everywhere with them whenever they do events and stuff like that. And so, like, they did like this when I was 11 years old. They did like this uh, compilation album with like all local artists, you know, from from Gainesville, and they actually put me on a song. And, and, I mean, at the time, I'm looking back like, what was they thinking? But you know, it the song wasn't clean. And I didn't know what I was saying. At the time, being 11 years old, I'm thinking I'm just saying words. Now that right. I'm maturing in Christ, I'm looking back like, man, okay. But that that stirred up, stirred up something in me. And so I uh, got in middle school, 
And um, me, me and my best friend at the time, his name is Corey Mack. Mac dog, Corey Mack. I haven't seen him in years. Like, I haven't seen him since high school. But we started writing poems. Like, <laughs> it's funny because we started writing poems in class. Mm-hmm. And send it and just sliding it to, to, to young girls in the classroom <laughs> instead of learning. And we we would challenge each other. We would challenge each other who can write the best poem. And so I did that for a while, writing poems and stuff. But then when I got to high school, I started playing sports and stuff. Um, my one of my other you know good friends uh, at the time, you know. I was in, you know, in the middle of writing a poem before a game. Just, you know, just sitting there writing one, you know, on the yeah. on, on the bus on the way to on an away game. And uh, he looked over and he was like, "Dude, you sh- you should put this in a, in a song." And I was like, "Nah." Like, so I convinced my mom to get me a little keyboard and a computer. And this is back when MySpace was popping back then. <laughs> Um, yeah, my space. Oh, man, man. That, 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 that was a crazy era right there. <laughs> but, um, I started, I started, you know, making my own little beats and trying to put my uh, poems into a song. And now at the time, at the time they were secular because that's all I knew at the time. Yeah. But, but when I went in my season, when I was in Alabama and after I got saved and born again it was like one day i was um i was just trying to trying to figure out like this can't be the only type of music that's available out there so i turned on uh my computer on myspace and in google search all i did was i typed in christian rap I never heard Christian rap, never heard of it. I was just curious to see if yeah. that's really Christian if it, rap. If it even that. existed, right? If it even existed. Yeah. The first song that popped up, and I don't think YouTube was out. at. The, I think, I'm not sure. But, yeah, YouTube was out. Just came out. And uh, the first song that, that, that came up was um, Lecrae. And oh, it was yeah. uh, riding with my top down, listening to some Jesus music. And I was like, dude, I was so stunned when I heard that. Because I was like, okay, let me play that back. Okay, that was good. Let me play it. I, I played that song for about six weeks straight. And I was like, this dude really, like, speaking a good message. But the beat sounds like, you know, Yep. Like as if it was something that was on the radio, and I was like, <clears throat> "Like I want to do that." I, I I made it in my mind. I was like, "I can do that if I can do it to a secular song." I don't want to lead people away. I want I want to show people and help people with what God has done in my life. And so, Lecrae through the years, my early years of being in my Christian Christian walk, is really taught me a lot of things like man if he was the only person i really listened to for a while but yeah i I think i will say lecrae was kind of like my go-to guy like man like yeah okay i can do that too if god can do it for him he can do it for me and i started writing music and i would take things that i learned from the bible and the life experience and just started writing you know didn't really have a studio until last year but God makes all you things do what work you, for the good. You yep. work with what you got, right? Yep, yep. So sticking real quick on the on the Christian rap, do you think that there's a negative view when it comes to Christian rap? Do you think there it's viewed at in a negative light? I'm a, I'm gonna say yes, and the reason why, do you why think that is. Let me say why. Right. Not not not, and this is going towards um, not the true authentic Christians. This is towards people using the name of Christian rap for their own agenda Mm. because I came across some Christian rap songs and on YouTube and and it's disappointing. Um, People will say it's a Christian rap song. You click on it and they're not really mentioning Christ. No, they may say God once or something like that. They say God once. Yeah. It it may be, uh, uh, um, 
some it's different. Christian rap is different from motivational and inspirational rap. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, I'm not one of those people that are afraid to say yes, I do Christian rap because you know, oh, Christian rap is just Christian is because to some people they say Christianity is just my lifestyle, but I'm just a rap artist. But I'm I'm not afraid to say I'm a Christian rap artist because everything that I say and do, I make sure that it represents Christ. And I tell a story either about Christ or what Christ has done for me. And it points, it always points Come on, there you to go. Christ. Yep. And if in my mind, I'm like, you know, in, in my heart, I really feel like if it ain't pointing to Christ, it ain't Christian rap. Yep. Bottom line. And so I've came across Christian rap songs that had cussing in it. I know. And, and I think I'm that's like, where it gets it because you think when a lot of people think rap, you think of the more you think of rap. Like I, like I said, I didn't go to, to church. Uh, I grew up in, in my whole uh, throughout high school and everything. Like I was big, I was big into like easy E and bone thuds and harmony. Yeah. And yeah. Like me too, man. The hard stuff. Right. <laughs> like, and then, pop, big all it, exactly. <laughs> and then, and now I hear any of that. And I'm just totally turned off by it. Like, I don't even want to hear it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I only say that to say that I think that that's where it comes in as people, you know, they hear that word rap and they automatically put a negative negative thought. You know, obviously there's a lot of negativity there because of the typical lyrics. Um, But like you said... You're pointing people to Christ. You're you're pointing yeah. people to Jesus. You're, like for instance, I, you know, I listen to your music. I listen to Temptation like a few <laughs> oh, thank times. You, man. Right? So you know, it starts out with, uh, "You ain't got to give in. It has no power. Temptation mm-hmm. got you thinking about it every single hour." Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, later on in it, you know, um, it has no control. Don't be enticed with the fleshy soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, without fearing, keep persevering. Put your faith in Christ and keep on keep living. Keep on living, right? baby. Yep. So all of that is pointing. Like if if you just slowed that down and put that in, you know, to a regular song, the words are the same. It's just the yeah. beat that's behind it and the right. way that it's presented. So right. you know, I think that there that negativity comes from just you know, the a older, bit of the, black. especially the older generation. Like sure, the older traditional. Yeah. You know, him Bible thumping, him singing, revival people. Yeah. They look at rap as okay. They they I gotta be careful. My in-laws are gonna watch this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I can't play this at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Not not in my living room. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, but, because um, there is a there is a traditional um there I mean there is there is that that traditional um presence right of, of people right. that want that traditional mm-hmm. um and and this is really far from traditional but it's still pointing people to jesus and i think that anyone who is called to do that in whatever way they can as long as they're staying firm in their faith right and they're not living for the world and they're staying grounded in their right. faith and they're not you know doing things in 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 a way that is misrepresenting christ uh, you know the, people have different talents for different reasons and they're, yeah. they're given those talents right so right. And you have one of them. And, you know, um, so I just, I say that, you know, it's, it's negative because I think that whatever gift that God gives people, whatever um, purpose or whatever calling, doesn't matter what it is, you know, even if it's like, for instance, that skateboard back there. If somebody wanted to go out to the skate park and minister to people, that that's that that could be something. But mm-hmm. you know, um, I just think that people that do what I do, um, you know, do Christian rap. You know, if you're gonna put, if you're gonna do Christian rap, you need to stay true to Christ. You need to stay true to the word of God and make sure that the music is pointing to Christ because when you label something Christian rap, people are going to listen to your words more carefully than the actual, you know, just secular song. Most mm-hmm. of the time, secular songs have all kinds of crazy stuff in it. But You don't even hear the words. You don't hear the words. Well, you can't really hear the words now because of the Bible. Right. But back in the day, you yeah. can hear what, what they're talking about, but you know, a lot a lot of people are, are so used to just listening to a song because it has a good beat. 
mm-hmm. and not and but the thing about it is it takes 21 like i was telling this to my youth group um wednesday night it takes you know 21 days to perform a habit if you listen to a secular song for 21 days eventually you start end up doing some of the things in that song mm-hmm. and but when you label something christian rap people are more likely to listen real carefully of what you're saying to see if you are really true Christian or not. And I I don't think, I think people need to understand that whatever you do, you need to do it in all um, in in the sight of the Lord, not for people, you know, and people are making Christian rap songs for money, for Mm -hmm. popularity, for fame. Um, They just want to, you know, build. They are so focused on building the genre instead of building the kingdom, and that's the wrong mindset. Oh, I love that. That that's the wrong mindset because you know what I'm doing. You know, it's just one of the gifts that God has given me to store up my riches in heaven, not on earth. You know, Mm. where dust and moth can destroy. That's that came from Jesus. You know what I mean? So I, I just try to be authentic i try to be real i try to be transparent i try to you know in my humbleness you know god makes me strong every time i step up on this mic because i ask i ask the lord what you want me to say and i truly don't believe that every christian rapper does that but if you will sit back and just be humble before the lord god will tell you what to say because somebody there's something about somebody's life that people connect to People mm-hmm. want to know how did you come to Christ dealing with this situation or that situation? You know, um, I, I've heard Christian rap songs talk about, you know, jewelry and ice on my chain. And I'm like, man, it's not about that. It's all about Christ, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think it's so important to, to you know, stay true to your calling and and, and, and the great commission. That's right. The great right. So how do you stay grounded in your faith instead of instead of getting caught up in the world? You know, how uh, do you stay grounded when when, you know, you're ma- you're making music, you're doing things. And, and obviously every day we're surrounded by different people. Do it. So how do you stay grounded in your faith instead of instead of getting caught up in the world? Um, I just, you know, so important to, you know, look at everybody else's life. It's important. It's so crazy because. A lot of people out here, Christians and non-Christians, a lot of people out here um, are following each other instead of following Christ. I think Christ is the example we need to follow. Christ sat with sinners, but he did not sin with them. That's right. And people, and people are like, well, if, if, if Jesus can hang out with these certain people, I can too. And Jesus did not sit with them people to let them know that their behavior was okay. No, Jesus, he sat with them to change them to change them, to set them free. And sometimes the way that we live our lifestyle is the only way is the only way people can see Jesus because before people pick up a Bible, they're going to, they're going to notice how you act around them. They're going to notice how you respond to, Mm -hmm. to their conversations, to their type of lifestyle. They notice that before, you know, you can, you can quote a Bible verse to them, but that may not mean much, but how you love them and how you, you know, let them know that you don't have to be your mistakes. And regardless if you, uh, you know, regardless if you smoke smoke a cigarette in front of me. Okay, cool. But let me tell you about my Jesus and how you can be free from that. You know what I mean? You don't have to live from that. You can be free from that. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. just kind of opens the door, you know, of, of Jesus using you as a vessel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think it's so important that, you know, when we go throughout life, that we don't be so focused on the problem. We we need to be uh, focused on the promise keeper, you know. And you know, God God is always like you said, be ready in season and out of season. You never know when God is going to use you. Mm-hmm. You could be at the checkout line at at Kroger, and a, and a lady could be cussing the cashier out because she gave her wrong change back. That can be your opportunity. To say, hey, let me pay for it, and 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 that can be your way to minister to her. You know what I mean? So, yep. 
Always look for those opportunities because they're around us, but we miss them. I know miss I miss them. them. I miss them sometimes too, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But you're bold. I love I love how bold you are uh, with with just wanting to share Jesus with everyone. Everyone. And, and then live it too. And just and live, live it and live be it a out. great representation. I don't care. I don't care if um like like this next Wednesday, uh youth pastor Corey. Hey Corey, I know you're gonna watch this come and send it to you, man. <laughs> Shout out to Pastor Corey, man. I love you, man. But um, um, Pastor Corey, he, I love him. I love, I love my our senior pastor and uh, Nick, Pastor Nick Dalton. I love him, and um, you know, so they asked me to. Well, Pastor Corey asked me, hey, next Wednesday, hey, would you mind speaking? Came out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And you know, whether I'm speaking, rapping loving on somebody, you know, mentoring, discipling somebody, um, what, what, whatever God want me to do, I want to be available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. You know what I mean? Because he is the head. He, he sees everything. He tells us where to go. You know, he thinks for us, talks and walks for us. We just got to be able to just, just, you know, be able to just, be be humble enough to mm-hmm. to know that when when he calls us, we gotta respond. A lot of people love to react. Yes. A lot of people love to react, yep. but they don't want to respond in action because of fear of rejection, fear of being picked on. But sometimes God is looking for that one person to say yes. Doesn't matter. Yes. There's a there's a there's a greater purpose in in God's yes, and we have to respond to that. So yeah. Yep. So uh, going, I'm going to go backwards a little bit because you said there's good, a story. There's a story behind your uh, your Christian meme page on Facebook. Oh man, tell so, me about it. Okay, 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 okay. So by so, the way, I got to ask uh, you. <laughs> my wife and I love it. There's such. It's so funny. It's like every time my news feed is filled with just, <laughs> and and it puts a smile on your face. But I got to ask, like, do you have those things scheduled to like no, hit yeah, every well, hour on the hour? Because there's like twenty a day. You know? <laughs> I just, you know, I pick a, I pick a, I pick a. A 30 minute time frame throughout the day and be like, look, I'm, I'm gonna bless somebody today with just a laugh and a smile because that you know the Bible, you know, it, it, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, in Ephesians chapter four, and it talks about, you know, um be careful, you know, with coarse joking. Like, mm-hmm. but the Bible never says that you cannot joke around. Mm-hmm. The Bible never says that you cannot be joyful and laugh. It's just saying be careful not to, you know, have bad character in doing that because you may lead somebody astray by doing that. And so, every, every you know, every time I post a meme, you know, I try to make sure that that it's not going to steer somebody away from, from their relationship with God or it, it, it doesn't, you know, devalue from that person, you know, looking at me in, in a, in a different way. But at the end of the day, I love making people laugh. That's what I do. So I pick a 30 minute frame out the day and just like, you know what? I got 30 minutes. I'm going to make somebody laugh today because you never know what somebody going to, going through and it costs $0 to, to be kind in today's yeah. world, especially. So, yeah. yeah. But back to your question. Yeah. I told you I talk a lot, man. No, I told that's you. Fine. That's I good. told you. I love but back, it. But back to your, your question. So the 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 best Christian memes um uh group that I, I was originally in. I'm still in it. I think that's I, where I met you in that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so um they, for some reason, I I I I'm not gonna say that it was a jealousy jealousy issue. I'm not even gonna say that, but what I'm going to say is I'm just going to speak truth and speak facts. That's all I'm going to do. For some reason, they stopped approving. Is that right? My, my memes. And I was like, man, what, did I do something wrong? Because I don't know what happened, but everyone that I reproached, thousands and thousands and thousands were like it. And I'm like, man, like, it's just a meme. Like, yeah. I don't even care about the likes. Yeah, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. <laughs> and 
it got to a certain season to where I was getting more likes than anybody in the group. So they just stopped approving my stuff. So I was like, you know what? I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to make my own. I'm going to make my own page. You know There you mean? go. And so I made my own page, uh, invited everybody. So, but I encourage everybody that's on there to invite other people so they can laugh too, because most of the people are already on my Facebook. So, yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, I we love, love it. I love my, my wife and I get a kick out of it all the time. She just thinks it's so funny too. There's some good stuff on there and it's all clean, good fun. Yep. Just to give you a nice yep. laugh. You know? Yep. Yep. Put a yep. smile on your face. Got you could be going man. through anything. You start scrolling through there and you just can't help but smile. And it changes. It changes things. Yep. And yeah. you, you never know, man. Uh, just just a, a, a small smile on somebody's face. Putting a smile on somebody's face can change their whole day, man. So yeah. that's my whole goal. That's my whole goal is to give people Jesus, make them laugh, and be a loving person. That's, that's well, all You're I doing it, be. man. You're doing it. And you came through when I didn't even, like, I was so shocked that I just kind of threw that out there. Like, Hey, can you mix something up for me? And within a day you had it done. I was just, and like, you don't even know me. You know what I mean? Like that I was, was just, that was I was just ready. I was just ready to serve, yeah. man. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I want to do, man. Serve anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one final quick question. What's your favorite Bible verse? I know there's a lot of them, but is there one that oh, you just hang man. on to? Because I got one that I mm-hmm. hang on to. I wear it on my wrist every day. I did a post about it not too long ago, the John 3.30. I'm going to say, <clears throat> nah, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of them. Um, let me see. Because I, 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 ha- I have them so highlighted in my Bible, like everywhere. I have notes everywhere. I think, I think and I believe... My favorite one is, uh, it's hard, man, because I got so many, man, that I just go to every day. Like, it doesn't matter. I guess it depends on what I'm going through. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. It depends on what, but. um, Because obviously you may have one that you, that you would call your favorite, but so many verses just kind of hit you in that moment because God knows that you need it in that time. Um, but uh, I was just reading this morning one of my favorite ones. Um, it was just, um, you know, uh, Romans twelve seventeen, and it's um, repay no one evil for evil. Um, have a regard for good things in the sight of all men. And I think that it's important that, you know, everybody's always watching. Everybody's always um you know, you never know who you're going minister, minister, to minister to in the way that you live. Mm-hmm. Um, but people going to be people. And people need to understand that. Yeah, People going to be people, ungodly people going to be ungodly. And people, all everybody, we all have struggles. So there's always going to be a time where somebody is going to tick us off, going to get us upset. But it's so important that the one... I always, I always um, think about this. God helped me to see this. The one that had all authority to cast the first stone did it. In the midst of how everybody treated him, he never repaid evil mm-hmm. for evil. Yep. He chose love all the way up into the cross. Yep. All the way up to dying, even after death, even coming back for us. The same people that put him on the cross, he died for them. And too. he asked for their, he asked the father for their forgiveness. Forgive oh, them, father. Man. They know not what yes. they do, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. All about yes. love. And so um, I just try to, I try not to give people their own medicine. I give people the love of Christ. There that's, you go. That's what it's all about, man. Love it. But well, man, that's that's it. That's all I had for you. I mean, this. That's all you have to do. We got to do hey, this again. Next time, I'm going to share how I met my wife and everything. So, okay. You want to share that? We got time. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, so, uh, in 2009, at the end of 2009, um, towards the end, in July, I'm, um, me and my, I, well, in 2009, I met my wife 
And um, it was a couple of uh, months after I met, you know, after my, my, my son's mom moved back to Alabama. And so I met my wife and, but before I met my wife, it's crazy how God works because I was going to the church of my wife's aunt and uncle's church at the time. And, you know, they didn't hook us up. It was just a divine appointment. And I knew her aunt and uncle before I knew her. And so when I met her and we started, you know, dating, you know, whatever. And it was crazy how it all worked out because I already knew her family. Didn't even know it. But um, we ended up getting married 30 days, 30 days after meeting each other. It was like I was 22. She was 26. It's crazy, man, because I didn't know how to be a father. I just mm. lost the only child. I thought I lost the only child that I had. But God and his faithfulness, man, it's like. Me and my son are so tight, and he lives out of state. It's so crazy. Mm. Like, we FaceTime every night, every night. I was like, you know, but, you know, um, she had a six and an eight-year-old when I met her. And, you know, God just really worked it out. And, um, you know, she was, oh, man, it's crazy. Man, she has her her whole own story. She was pregnant, had two kids. Her 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 child's her children's father was in prison, about to get out, and she, you know, I, at the at the time, I wanted to be somebody that's gonna help her get back on her feet. Mm-hmm. Like as time grew, it's like God was like, "You're gonna be her man," and I was like, "Man, no, I don't know about that." And this, <laughs> God, God was like, "No, really, you are," and she ended up placing her son up for adoption. Went through that say stage and went through that season, and you know uh, went through her losing her mom in 2012. We was on a vacation. We was on a vacation in 2012. Uh, went to the beach and came back. Haven't heard from her. My wife had to find her mom dead after the, you know three three to five days, mm. and um, that really hurt my wife for like two years having nightmares and stuff like that we had to go through that season but you know then the next year we we ended up having my son in 2013 uh he's he's such a blessing man he's um you know he's autistic but he's so brilliant he's brilliant and he he's he's joyful you know energetic but he's (laughs) energetic but he's 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 joyful and so now, you know, now, you know, um, in 2000, in 2015, we hit a rust spell. We did. And this is the part I really wanted to share to people that's out there listening. I'm sorry for taking up your time, but I think this is just so, go, man. It's not a problem. That's all I right. Think, I think this is going to help, you yeah. know, couple, couples out there. My wife chose, you know, um, she chose um, a management position. Um, at her job and you know I didn't want her to do it but she did it and it kind of put a strain on our marriage because she was a server she was serving alcohol and Mm. you know we hit a rough spell where we stopped reading our words stopped going to church we're trying to fix things on our own and we ended up being separated for three years and um, never got a divorce. She dated somebody else. I dated somebody else. And through all of that, we ended up getting hurt by those people. And we realized, man, ain't nothing out here in the world. But but people hurting each other. And so when we got back together, we was like, hey, look, God has a plan and purpose for us because the stuff that we went through, the stuff that we went through, most couples don't come back from. And me and my wife, we've been met together almost three years now, going strong. We leading other couples to Christ. That's amazing. We 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 serving in the church. We serving in the community. We just you know we realize we're better together and we better connected. And now mm-hmm. my my stepdaughters they they twenty and eighteen now, man. They they done grown <laughs> up. They still living at home, but I told them you know y- y'all gonna have to wash a dish, a bowl, or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how you know how our parents used to be back in the day, man. That's so, right. But I thank God every single day. I thank him for the gifts and the talents that he's placed upon me, not just the music, but the area area of your life. I'm sure he's placed other gifts besides this podcast on your life, hmm. you know, and everything that we go through and God, God lets me know this every single day, everything that we go through is for a plan and a purpose. It is. And when, when, when we talk, when the Bible talks about that, God wouldn't put more on us than we can bear. That's right. You know, if we're going through something, that means that God allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And we're, if and we, we were told that it's going to happen. Right? It's going to happen. And we need if to we, find joy in those things. Oh man, come on! If right? if, if if we expect, and it's crazy to think about this, mm-hmm. but it puts so much perspective in everything. Every time the enemy tempts us, because all everything starts with the thought. That's why we got to be transformed and renewed in our minds, because everything starts with a thought, a bad thought. Then it meditates, then it becomes an action, then it becomes a sin to give birth to sin, but everything starts with a thought. But we need to understand that every time we've been tempted, Satan has to allow, I mean, Satan has to ask God for permission to tempt us. And God allows it because all it's going to do is strengthen our faith, strengthen our our character, you know, our self-control, our perseverance. It's going to build us up to the image of who, who Christ is and to our purpose and to our walk and our calling for, mm-hmm. for, for us to be able to use that to, to bring others and make heaven crowded, man. So, man, yeah, man, that's powerful. Yeah. I love it. No, thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you took no, the no time problem, to, to share that, you know, cause no that's, problem. you're right. That's going to help a lot of people because a lot of people go through those seasons and those times and the struggles in their relationships and they don't come back from it or they, yeah. you know, they, they, uh, they really take, uh, maybe there is a separation there or they're having some struggles and maybe they don't have the foundation of Christ in their mm-hmm. life. But, you know, knowing that people can go through that and still come back stronger and it's because of God, it's because of Jesus, it's mm-hmm. because of having that close relationship with him in your marriage you're going to go through struggles. You're going to go through, through hard times. You're going to have fights. You're going to have dis- disagreements. Um, but that's part of it. As long as yeah. we are, we stand strong in our faith and that we know that yeah. we are uh, one in Christ. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. So you're going to help a lot of people with your story you shared in the beginning, with the story mm-hmm. that you shared with your wife. Um, I mean, you, you've you been through a lot of stuff, man. You've a lot been of stuff, through it. man. That's why I was just And you are stronger. With... I'll tell you, you are stronger in the faith than anyone else that I, that I know personally, like I know yeah. some really good Christians, but I look at you, I look at what you post online. You, I look at your music. I, now I know more about you and I just yeah. see such a strong conviction in your heart you. uh, to you, follow man. Christ and to share that with others. These, these last three years um, truly have been the, the most foundational um, obedient, walk I've ever been with the Lord and it's because sometimes you have to go through things to appreciate God's mm-hmm. grace. Yep. And we we all we do it sometimes. We all do we we take God's grace for granted. But when you go through things and come out on the other side, you see that God's hand was upon your life. So Yep. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Hey, like I said, anytime, man. We're doing anytime. this again. We will. We got We're coming to. back together. We got so to. look, we got tell to. people how they can find you, too. How can they find your music? Okay. What's the best way? Now, I'll so, post the link and everything, and we can post that, too. But but how do okay. they find you? You can look me up on all social media platforms. All you got to do is type in Brandon Haley. B-R-A-N-D-O-N H-A-L-E-Y on it doesn't matter if it's Spotify, Apple, yep. Pandora. It's on everywhere. So yep. don't know how to find your name's right at the bottom of your your screen there. If you look at mine, it says Tara. That says my wife's name. So don't try to find me. <laughs> you're gonna find some very different type of posts uh, when it comes to yes. if, you, if you look for me under Tara Saxic. I'm using my wife's <laughs> Zoom. But yeah, Brandon Haley. Look him up. Find him. Um, you guys, you're, you won't be disappointed. I mean, even if you just follow him on social media. 
Uh, I don't even know if you have room to accept more friends on Facebook. There's like a 5,000 cutoff. I think you might be up there. You have a lot of people on Facebook. Yeah, that... yeah. But, you know, <laughs> there's some people that don't really interact in my Facebook. I'll tell you so... what. Listen, once the 28 people that listen to this podcast hear this, you're going to have 28 more followers, man. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> that's good, man, because. Look out. You know, <laughs> on, my, on all of my social media um, platforms, I do, po- I do post my um I have a link tree and my yeah. link tree has all my social media on it, all my music stuff on there. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that my link tree is in this uh, podcast as well. All right. Cool, man. All right. That's it. That's all I got. You good? I'm good, baby. I'm good. I I'm loved good. it. Good. I loved it. Thank you so much, man, for joining us. And look, we're going to do this again. And mm-hmm. I appreciate your support. One of the, you were one of the first people to tell me that you, uh, you enjoyed like what I was doing, but then also mm-hmm. just kind of keeping me grounded to know if it just makes one, a difference in one person's life. That's oh, what man. it's all about. Making heaven, making, making heaven, making heaven crowded is, is the goal, man. That's so, right. Yep. yep. Let's do it.